Welcome to Olives and Pimentos podcast. I'm speaking with Yotam Ben Hori. Ooh, and you're from the from the band Useless I, ID. I, yeah, I, I didn't know if I, if that was the next thing I was supposed to say. No, it's all good, man. It's really cool. I, I run this thing really willy nilly because we got three cats running around, and I'm surprised that the one is not sitting on the laptop right now. So. Oh, there's one right there. Um, yeah, man. Um, how's it going? It's going. It's going. Uh, you know, the the world is kind of crazy right now, but we're all trying to find the, our uh, sane place to kind of, uh, yeah. you know, keep 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 at what we're doing and uh, hope uh, everyone uh, gets along in the in the near future. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this will be just another torn page in history you know yeah so i don't know if if everyone knows i'm here in uh israel right now right yes i'm in israel yeah so Uh, i came came to visit yeah (laughs) so um how did uh youth society start how did you society start? Uh, so the band started in uh, late '94. I was not in the band. I, uh, I I didn't really know them, but they they started uh, with the name. I think that the original name was supposed to be Useless Wooden Toys from a skateboard movie. Yeah. Because you had like uh, three. I think it was like two, three skateboarders in the band. There was Guy, and there was like uh, two other guys that uh, uh, one of them skateboarded for sure. The drummer. Uh, but um, yeah, so they 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 discovered the uh, screeching weasel and no effect and all that stuff uh, before I did. I, I was you know I, I didn't even discover uh, hardcore yet. So they had the band going, and uh, I think they played some local shows in, in Haifa, uh, maybe maybe one in like in another uh, city you know closer to Tel Aviv. That's, yep. that's like what I knew about it. And um, yeah, I I, uh, I was I, my fa- my family just moved to Israel, so I was doing uh, my first year in high school. I was kind of trying to find my friends or people to connect with because I was, you know, I was like socially kind of awkward and shy and uh, a bit of an a bit of an outcast. I didn't get fall in with the uh, with the regular crowd or, or the regular people. So I was like right away I was drawn more to like the the metalheads or the hippies of the class. So, I, I mean, I was cool with that, but I knew that I was looking for, like, you know, I didn't know that I was looking for punk and hardcore, but I, I, I was looking for something that I felt that I was, like, a part of and that I, was, I could be accepted uh, just being who I am and not being judged or, or pushed to be in any way. So, uh, the, my first year in high school was, was interesting. The second year, because I got kicked out of the first year in, the, in that school, Huh? That's where I met uh, uh, this this kid that listened to. He was a skateboarder and he listened to uh, like hardcore and punk. So for, first day of school, we, we kind of like started talking and all that. And he he mentioned useless ID. He goes, uh, you know, there's this band that plays because uh, I I heard about all these local bands, but I didn't hear about useless ID yet. I heard about other bands, but he mentioned about useless ID that you know the, one of the guys. He's like he's like you. He also came from the states and. And you know he he saw the hardcore shows, and you know when you're like 15 or 16, you you look at that and you're like, oh my god, who who are these mystery people? So uh, so yeah, useless ID was uh, was going for a while, and uh, eventually I formed my first band. 
because uh, I, I, I uh, discovered uh, punk and hardcore, completely fell in love with it. It changed my life and changed my appearance as well at the time. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, yeah, I formed my own band. Uh, with, we were called Rampage. And, um, and this was uh, after I, I had seen uh, Ishai, who played guitar in Houston. So yeah, I had seen his band. He played in a band called 911 Pigs. So I had seen them uh, like uh, play a few local shows. And I was like, oh my God, kids, kids our age are playing this awesome style of music. And so, you know, like I was just mind blown. And then when, when I discovered Gorilla Biscuits, that, that was it for me. That was like, you know. That, that was the band out of everything, even though, you know, Bad Religion and Pennywise and uh, DRI and all these other things that I heard at the time. And each band had a different effect. But the funny thing is that by my band's third rehearsal, the band that played, that uh, rehearsed after us uh, was Useless ID. And that's how, that's how I met them. I had only, like, I kept hearing about them, like stuff that, you know, the, the drummer's like that, and you know, that guy came from the States, and that guy did this, so I was like, okay, I, and they don't play shows, so where do I see them? And then, you know, uh, we, we wrapped up our rehearsal, and they came in, and uh, they asked us uh, kids if we wanted to stay, because they were all like four or five years older, they were like older, older guys, and the only original member that stayed till now is Guy, uh, who plays guitar. So, uh, yeah, and that's how our connection kind of happened. So, you know, uh, the, the thing is that uh, in, in Israel, it's mandatory to do the army service. Now, uh, me coming from the States, and uh, I, I grew up in the States, so from the age 5 to 14, so I was in Israel only a few years, and I knew that I was not going to serve in the army. I didn't want to do that. I, I had a hard time, you know, getting along with with the kids at school, so what? What, what, what am I? What am I gonna do to myself going off and uh, you know, sh- shooting guns? You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's not the only thing that prevented me from uh, doing the army service, but it, it's, it wasn't. It wasn't in my nature. I had other plans. I wanted to make music. I felt like uh, I I could do the world a better deed and myself a better deed if I just stick to something uh, which I could which I feel in my bones, you know? So I'm, I don't want someone else to decide for me what the next three years of my life are going to look like. So, so I kept that, you know, I flunked out of high school. And in the meantime, the Useless ID band members kind of, kind of changed. And the bass player from my band joined Useless ID. Then he joined the army. Then he was off to the army. Then, then someone else joined Useless ID, and he was off. And by the end, I think they were left without any option. And I, and I was a guitar player. I wasn't really a bass player, but they were like, "Could you play bass? Could you? You want to do like two shows with us?" And I was like, "Oh my god, dream come true!" So, <laughs> so I, I I did two shows with uh, Useless ID. I was the bass player, and Ishai uh, was he he had he had joined the band at at some point, you know, while the members were going off to do the army services. So he he kind of like uh, stabilized his uh, stance as a guitar player in the band. And he was, and we were both in the same school, so he was a, a grade above me. So he was like, uh, "Man, I, I think we're, we're going to go to the U.S. at some point." And I was like, "I'm looking at him. I'm like, oh my god, that's so cool." And he's like, "You should come too." You know, he's just like nonchalantly saying that, but in my head, I was like, you know, fireworks went off. I'm like, oh my god, that that's the dream. I I love I love punk and hardcore. I love you know, being in a band, and I that whole thing of like touring or going back to the u.s and kind of like being outside of israel that really appealed to me 
So, uh, you know, I played two shows with them. I had the last year of school. They went off to the U.S. Uh, for around eight months. And when they were back, the bass player left again. Oh, yeah. And, then, and that's what, yeah, and that's when I joined. So, oh. yeah, so it's like, it's like a mix of band members that kept kind of like coming back and like in and out, in and out. Like the guitar player came in as a bass player, then he left. And so I think once I was in the band, I kind of stabilized the lineup of useless idea of uh, uh, the guy, Ishai, and me. And I, I wasn't the singer yet, by the way. Guy was the singer. I was, I was just happy to be the bass player at the time. <laughs> so yeah. you mentioned the Gorilla Biscuits. Um, Gorilla Biscuits, sorry. Um, what, uh, what other hardcore bands uh, were you into? Oh, all of them. Youth yeah. of Today, Bold. Fuck, uh, yeah, Youth of Today. Uh, all, all that New York hardcore stuff Yeah. Um, that, at the time. But but I, it, it, it kind of came to me all at once. Because uh, while I was getting all this like uh, late 80s New York hardcore uh, wave, I was getting the hardcore of, of the kids in Israel, uh, their version of, of uh, hardcore punk. And, and I was also getting the West Coast, like, you know, I was getting the Pennywise and No Effects. And uh, actually, Green Day, uh, I discovered Green Day before all that stuff, during the summer. Like, that was before I started that school, that first, uh, that second school year and uh, of high school. And I really liked them. I really liked that song, Longview. And then when uh, Basket Case came out, I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Cause this is, like, kind of like what, what, what I'm looking for. And then, you know, and then that kid told me you know green day had like two earlier albums and i fell in love with that stuff so it was like a wave of like a mix of all these like you know like pop punk and hardcore punk and new york hardcore i was just like absorbing everything you know yeah like um well that green day album dookie turned 30 this year which is fucking insane um yeah i i, I saw that and, yeah uh, I, I I must say that I'm really enjoying their new album, Saviors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like their new album too. Um, yeah. I think it's I don't know if I was to sit there uh, to pick between the two big ones that came out, like Blink One Eight Two and Green Day. I think I would side with Green Day on that one. Me too. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't think we really needed a new Blink One Eight Two album if, um, just because like I think Matt Skiba did a really good job, and I think that was a really good way to end the band, if you will. Um, if they would have, yeah. um, I think Max, they, and also to that new Alkaline Trio album is fucking rad too. I didn't really give it the time of day yet, so I don't know what to say about it. I yeah. Like to kind of, it's know, good. Like I listened time. to it the other day when I was cooking and I listened to it a couple times mm-hmm. and it's, it's really good too. Um, cool, cool. but for me too, like, uh, when I got into, uh, punk rock and hardcore, the album that did it for me was, uh, Offspring Smash. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, uh, that album, and then I got into Green Day because they were they were released the same year in '94. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I remember it, it was it was both of those, and I think Weezer was kind of like they came out with the, the Buddy Holly. So I, I whatever MTV was playing, you know, before I discovered like this whole underground circuit of music. So I like I love keep them separated, and I also heard that Offspring, you know, also were kind of like faster before that stuff. So. Yeah. I liked it. I, I I didn't really like Smash, but I I liked the the songs that uh, were singles on MTV. The thing uh, the thing about that album, and no one really understands. I've mentioned it on the podcast before. 
Um, that Smash album was the number one selling independent album for like 20, yep. 25 years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Eh? Um, so what? how I fell in love with Useless ID was, uh, where is it? Um, oh, hold on. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I had my notes, right? And then here we go. And then here we go. Uh, symptoms. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I. That's probably one of my uh, one of my favorite albums, actually. Um, I would say like. Thank you. Yeah, probably like top ten. And then I got digging back into the back catalog, and then Lost and Broken Bones was good too. Um, yeah, uh, I felt like uh, Symptoms was kind of uh, continuing what we started in the Lost Broken Bones, but we kind of. I felt like it kind of mellowed out on the on the aggro and like more focused on the songwriting and emotion. So you're not the first person to to say that, you know. Like it's uh, well, like I, yeah, in my I, I, in my opinion, like yeah. in my opinion, if I was to sit there and take the fat catalog, you guys would be a strong number one. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, many many great. great well, catalog. that's what I mean. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like Lagwagon, Haas, and all that stuff too, but. Um, I've listened like whatever, but I can, I can put symptoms on and from track one, right down to the end, it's the melody, the, the pop of it, the pop punk of it too. Um, and even yeah. the emotional side of it too, like new misery. I fucking love that tune. I, I was just listening to it not too long ago. Um, but like, I would like put you guys like a strong, like right beside fucking lag wagon and noise for a name. Wow, thank you. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And like that fucking album, yeah. that album, sorry, that uh, album is so fucking underrated. Like I was talking to my one buddy, I'm like, have you ever heard of Useless ID? And he's like, no. I'm like, fuck, dude, if you like yeah. this, you got to fucking check these guys out. Yeah, uh, funny. two funny things with that album. One is we didn't really have enough songs uh, to record when we... I, you know, I kept writing until the last moment. We had this uh, studio date set, and uh, we had around, like, uh, you know, nine or ten songs that the guys collectively, including me, felt that they were, you know, good enough for a record, but we didn't want to make a ten-song album. So I was just like, you know, I, I was going, I was in, a, in this, like, kind of rough relationship where, you know, nothing was really, uh, I, it, nothing good was coming out of the relationship I was in. And I was kind of like, you know, I would find myself like just sitting in the living room, um, looking at my partner, like, you know, trying to find flaws, like, just like, you know, not not in her behavior, but like, I was just like, you kind of like observe, observe her. And, and, and I'm like, uh, okay, let, what, what's the next thing that's going to happen that's going to inspire me to write, to write another song? You know, it's like, kind of that. I was just like, because my time's running out here. But, um. Uh, yeah, so I, I just kept writing until the last minute, and then even in the studio, I started changing up songs and changing up lyrics. So that's one of the things. The second thing is that Fat signed us on Symptoms, which is the slowest Useless ID album. And uh, as it would prove in the live shows, we wouldn't play many of the songs since we have like this, uh, we have like this faster approach when we play live. We you know we kind of like connect songs sometimes, kind of like. The Ramones do without the one, two, three, four, but songs kind of like blend in with each other, and we play it through, you know, 
from uh, 25, 27 years of uh, albums, though, and we like to choose a lot of like the mid-tempo and the faster stuff. So some of that didn't really blend in with our set. So we just like kept kept knocking songs off the set list until we were just left with like I don't know one or two songs from that album, even like one before it kills. You know that 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 became the song that we kept playing live. And there's songs that are so much better than that song. Yeah, and that's the thing is like even um when you guys release State is burning too, like it's a fucking good album yeah. too. That 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 was where the I think where the whole Gorilla Biscuits, uh, you know, even uh, I would say Gorilla Biscuits, Bad Religion. That that was kind of like the I wouldn't even say return to form. That's just pretty much me. Okay, we made all these like different albums. How about we just return to the roots of what got us to fall in love with this style of music in the first place? Yeah. So, so that's what I did. I was just like you know listening to suffer like crazy. And I was listening to all these like the propaganda albums, and I was listening to No Use and Lagwagon, and just like con- constantly daily. And then I, w- I would sit down and write a song inspired by the mess going in my head. So that that was the idea with that album. And yeah, I, I find that album. I find uh, State is Burning. I find that album stands stands on its own, in my own opinion. Um, because like you're right, like it's almost like your your guys return to hardcore and. And it's a lot faster and it's a lot melodic too. Like, and I totally get the um, totally get the uh, propaganda reference too, because um, you can hear it too, um, which is a totally positive thing because propaganda is fucking amazing. Yeah, and funny thing with propaganda, we we had a show with them in uh, Germany a few years ago, and I came to Chris, uh, not 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 to say that I'm sorry <laughs> for ripping him all these years and uh, you know listening to his band, but I said I was kind of like you know. Our new album, I, I went back and listened to you guys to get inspired. He's like, oh, oh, no, you guys, you're doing your own thing. So, you know, I, I, I was kind of happy to hear that from him. Because I, I know he follows us on um, the socials. So, uh, and maybe he followed us before uh, before the socials. But he's like, uh, yeah, I, I know I know you guys. And you, you're doing your own thing. And it's great. So, yeah. so to get that. So. Yeah, so, and then you guys released a Greatest Hits album, a Greatest Hits album, uh, in 2021, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, the funny thing with that, <laughs> well, my, my, my funny life, so I was living uh, with Fat Mike for like three months, he bought this uh, compound in uh, <laughs> How the Sherman Oaks. fuck was that? Yeah, yeah. That was insane. I, you know, I, 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 bar- I barely, I slept in the hallway in this bunk bed, and people were coming in and out all hours of the day. You know, it was just a madhouse. But um, we, we had done this uh, uh, live recording in 2019, right before the. Wait, uh, yeah, yeah, it was right. It was right before I, I went to live with him. It was just a 25 year show, so I had the recording. And uh, when I, uh, one of the times I was like hanging out with him, I was like. Uh, how about uh, would would Fat release a useless ID live show like a live from the dive? And he's like, eh, let's do a best of. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm thinking, so I'm thinking best of what? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but he he was very adamant about it. He was like, no, no, it's gonna be great. Record some new songs. 
and uh, we'll have like you know he had this whole thing for it. So I I told the guys, and then we came up with this uh, idea to write instead of putting the lyrics again in the insert, we just write our personal stories surrounding the songs and experiences. So yeah, that come kind of, that came out great as well. So that that was a good call on his behalf because the live did end up coming out on uh, Double Helix Records uh, last year. So we got the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't realize that you live for with, live with that mic for three months. That's a that's a podcast in its own. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I uh, <laughs> from the day I arrived, I, I have this notebook that every morning I would write about the day before. Yeah. So I don't know if, if that if that's gonna be a book one day or if it's gonna be like a fanzine or uh, have, like every everything that was going on there, which uh, you know some of it. It's probably not good to talk about, but... <laughs> yeah, it's all good, man. I, have, I think you should yeah. write a book about it and put it on a book, because I'm pretty sure everyone will fucking... Yeah, I would... Yeah, I would yeah. read it for sure, probably ten times. Yes, oh, quick, quick, uh, quick shift. Uh, by the way, I, I have been writing a book, like, about... Pretty much about what we're talking about right now. It's like, uh, you know, by kind of like the tours and the recordings and all of that, but it's uh, it's been... It's been through a few uh, different stages of uh, <laughs> of editing and, and readings and and uh, you know I'm working I'm working with a publisher and he's sending me he's always sending me back to kind of like clarify things and make them better because I've never written a book I, I, I write I've uh, always kept journals and I write songs but a book as he says is a different beast and he's right it's crazy <laughs> yeah I can't I can't even imagine. Uh writing a book I can I have a hard time actually just writing generally but but yeah it, it, so to, to sum that up it's in its final stages before uh, we move forward uh, so hopefully yeah I, I just turned in the manuscript so I'm hoping this one's gonna make an impression that's that's fucking wicked um, and I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to fucking reading it too um, yeah, and when yeah. it comes out and you got you got a solo project going on too yeah yeah, so uh, the solo project kind of started as a solo project. <laughs> I'm yeah. Kidding. But, uh, yes, so when we did, around the time we did Symptoms, uh, like, okay, so the song Symptoms, I had originally kind of writ- written it for the solo thing, but I was like, if, if this could actually be good for, like, Useless ID, so I was kind of, like, writing both albums, kind of taking songs for the solo, for, like, a, what could possibly be a future solo album, and then... So it kind of came uh, from the same songwriting. That's why that's mellow, and then my solo album is like acoustic. But that started the whole thing of uh, solo albums for me. So uh, yeah, that's been a trip in itself. I've uh, I've done another one uh, in the middle of a tour. I recorded for two days and kept hitting the road, you know, mix and mastered on the spot. And then I did uh, the one week record with Joey Cape, which that, that was an experience in itself. And and uh, and yeah, now uh, now I'm wrapping up another one, uh, which uh, yeah, this, this this one I think has been take this one it's taking the longest time because I didn't go in with any songs at all, kind of like went in with a few bare ideas which uh, blossomed into songs. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So when when you plan on releasing uh, the new uh, solo? I'm planning on. Uh, finishing it and, and mixing it first and uh, then we'll see so that yeah I, I kind of wanted to put 
the whole thing with like label and like the dead, uh, deadlines and uh, the due dates and all that. I just I wanted to put it aside and really because this, this album I've been to Reno, Nevada like four times to the studio back and forth, back and forth. And then I kept recording it. I'm I'm still recording it in Israel now. I'm still I'm still like recording vocal tapes. I just recorded my wife singing on two songs. Well, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah, and and I feel like I still didn't write the opening track. So it's like it, there's like n- nine songs ready to go, and uh, I'm still here thinking what what the first song should be about. <laughs> well, I, it's, I'm pretty sure you'll figure it out. Like you're a really excellent songwriter. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, well, thank you. I, I came up with a bunch of stuff, but I was like, nah, no. I yeah. haven't done that before. Nah, not good enough. So, That's <laughs> fair. Um, so, Yusuf's ID is not really doing anything either, no? Uh, we've done uh, some European tours. Uh, when was it? It's like a year and a half ago? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like the, the whole COVID thing kind of screwed up the timeline. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes I, I, wake, I wake up and I'm like, holy shit, that thing was four years ago. Oh, what, how? And, you know, stuff like oh, that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of at a point where uh, I've written some songs for a possible future album. But I, I haven't been in, in Israel where two of the guys live. Uh, I haven't been here in, in like a year. And one of the other guys, Guy, lives in Costa Rica. So we're just scattered at the moment. And uh, we tried sending each other, like, you know, ideas through, like, uh, chats and stuff like that, but it's hard to get everyone on it. I think uh, we're, we're, like, too old-school mentality. Like, we need to physically, you know, be... In the same room? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And and another thing... Or the same country. Yeah, same country. (laughs) It's probably going to be our ninth or tenth album. Depends, like, where you're counting from. Yeah. So it's like the, the rough is set very high. Like I, I feel like I can't do anything that I've done already because that's how I approach albums, just like I did with the solo album. It's I, I'm not gonna say it's unlike anything I've ever done in my life. It's still my songwriting. Just the approach is different. You know, I came in with like nothing and, and just like experimented. I played the drums myself. I played piano myself. I picked up a bit of piano during COVID. So I was like, just gonna play everything myself this time. Because I've never done that. But uh, with Useless ID, we're kind of like, I wouldn't say pigeonholed, but we're, we're a punk band after all. We're not like a pop act and we're not a grunge and we're not folk. We're, we're punk. So obviously we're not going to play, uh, we're not going to release like a cabaret album. That's know? fucking it wicked. To... <laughs> what is that? I said it's fucking wicked because like there's a lot of punk bands too. Like, um, I like your standpoint on it you're like yeah this is a punk band this is what we're going to do uh we're not going to do anything else about punk because that's what everyone recognizes us as but you got some punk bands that they'll be they'll be a punk rock band for for years and years and years and then one day they feel like they're fucking led zeppelin and they want to put something weird out and everyone says what no like i don't know yeah i feel like yeah like uh you know we have like the core of our sound Will, uh, needs to stay because it's, it's you know it's it's how we sound it's how the, the four of us sound together when we're playing our instruments together so it's obviously not going to sound like uh, Bob Dylan or something like that. No, hopefully, but, uh, hopefully it won't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but you know there has to be like.
like another added element, you know, like this the band Turnstile, which is a hardcore band, uh, which uh, I've, I've known their name for years, and I like their other bands. I've actually liked their other bands more than I like their band. Like, you know, all this Angel Dust and uh, Diamond Youth and all these other bands they played, I, I, I'm trapped under ice. I love that stuff. And Turnstile, until this last album that they released, uh, I didn't really get into them. And then this last album, like, every, like everyone got into it. You, just, you can't say anything about it you're, you're everyone was blown away so that's that's like a cool angle you know they kind of like mixed in a few different elements from their their whole thing like there's the hardcore there's like a bit of like i want to say rap or hip-hop but there's, there's oh like there's some there's cool some elements. indie rock in that album too right also also that's why i like it right? and like you know nirvana style guitars so it's it's just new and refreshing because i feel like many bands at, uh, let's say at, at the point of our career and further like many bands like that, that have been doing it for let's say 35 40 years they kind of fall into their sound and they can't escape it anymore i i, I just don't want to be one of those things yeah you know, it's, that, that's not why i do music that's not I, I like the discovery i'm like you know i'm like a little kid and suddenly i become like a little kid for the first time in the studio and I'm hearing sounds in my ears, and I'm, uh, you know, and I'm tweaking the lyrics, and I'm like, let's make this better, let's make this more interesting, let's say this in a way that I haven't said it before. Yeah, I, I like to approach music like that, and I'm, 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 uh, I'm a student of music. You know, I, 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 uh, I, as I told you, I listen to a lot of podcasts about songwriters. I read a lot uh, about uh, other songwriters and authors, and I'm like very interested in that and it's not only punk it's like you know songwriters in general are people that uh i identify with and i want and i always want to learn from i always want to listen to a band that i've, I've never heard you know I, I i discovered this band from the 80s like <laughs> like uh uh sorry i'm like jumping between subjects it's all good I man this band called, i discovered this band called secret sounds they were it's like you're a band from holland or something from from the 80s and the reason is that there was a nirvana show back in like 93 that's called like uh, live and loud yeah and dave rolls dave rolls wearing a secret sound shirt and i i, I never bothered to like because you know you always want to see uh oh that he's wearing a band shirt let's hear them but i i always remember that secret sounds thing that i, I always thought it was kind of like a store or something like you know like nobody beats the whiz like one of these old old things and then i look <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I looked it up, uh, I think, like, a few months ago, and I was like, holy shit, this is a band from the 80s? And I'm, I'm crazy for the 80s. I love 80s music. And, yeah, I'm you know, so anyone that, says, anyone that says 80s is, is shitty and they ruined the sound of music doesn't know what they're talking about. The 80s were great. 80s were uh, fucking awesome for hardcore, too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was a great time, you know, and... The 70s were okay, but... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fine, know. like... Um, I don't mind 70s like I like Zeppelin um, I'm a big uh, Secret Sound I just found them on the uh, Spotify okay so yeah that Zeppelin I, I think I, I'm gonna really need to sit hard and like really hunker down on that because I always yeah. feel like Zeppelin is, uh, is, is you, you take the best musicians you put them in a band together but the songwriting it's like you know songs are like nine minutes long and yeah i'm the same way too man like that's the thing is like i get it like i understand why those songs are so long but that's the thing is like um i'm a punk rock hardcore kid and i listen to lots of hip it, it, lots of hip-hop too yeah. 
but there's also course, sorry. I like long songs. Don't get me wrong. I'm okay with yeah. long songs. I mean, Blake, Blake from Jawbreaker, if he's going to write a six-minute thing, I'll listen to everything and I'll love it. But with, with Zeppelin, I feel like you got the best drummer in the world. You got the best bass player. You got a crazy guitar player, a crazy singer. But together, I, I, just, I prefer Queen. Okay, let's, let's, let's put that on the table. Oh, well, like, you I, and I, I are Queen. totally different. I will take Zeppelin over Queen any day of the week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so, yeah, so. No, it's... Uh, yeah, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, I totally forgot what I was talking about because we got uh, Secret Sound. What's... Oh, yeah, Secret Sound. So uh, they have that album Wasteland, and I think it's a, eh, I wouldn't say it's close to a masterpiece because I, I just love it so much. And the songs are long. <laughs> yeah. For wait, a punk rocker. Yeah, no, that's ex- uh, I only got the one on here. Um, where are they from again? I think from, from Holland. Holland, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool, man. Um, once I got, uh, uh, yeah, that's cool. That sounds great. Um, so, um, are you going to be, do you tour the, uh, solo act in the States or no? Oh yeah. I've toured a bunch. Like there were, like, I toured for four years straight at some point cause I just, you know, wrapped up what I had in Israel cause I was living here, but I quit all, I quit the, my job. I, you know, moved out of the apartment I just had my acoustic guitar and I was like, screw it, I'm just, I'm just going off, I'm just going to go do this thing. And uh, that ended up lasting pretty much until, up until COVID, up until like, uh, you know, 2020, uh, where, where I stopped and I uh, had to rethink uh, some things in life because, you know, I was also in a relationship, which eventually led to me getting married. And I was like, I, you know, I don't need to be on the road all the time. I could be on the road some of the time. Well, that's what a lot of bands do too. Like even like MXPX, like they just do like um, small tours, like from Friday to Sunday, and then go back home. That's perfect. That's amazing. Or or you could do it. Now I like doing like a week and a half, you know, and you keep the you keep the vibe good because you know if you're on the road for like uh, two months and then you you go, let's say I I go to Israel to chill for like three weeks and then I'm back at it. For another two months, it's it's draining. Unless 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 you know that that's your job and you have to do it and or, or whatever. However you want to look into it, I just find for my men, mental uh, well being that uh, you know three, <laughs> a weekend or two to two weeks is uh, is healthy. How what's the longest time you've been on tour for? Oh, I think I think I've been on tour for a half a year uh, with Useless ID. Holy uh, shit. Almost a half a year. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, we were going hard in those early days. We would go. We we would uh, work all year. Yeah. And then uh, we go on, we'd go on the road to the U.S. for like two months, sometimes three months, like three month tour, and then yeah. go go back go back home and back to work. <laughs> Holy fuck, <laughs> until dude! The next, yeah, yeah. Until the next tour, because you know it's not like. That's the problem with being in Israel. You, it's not like you can just like go off on a weekend thing and uh, and do like uh, you know L.A. Uh, to San Francisco or whatever. No, you, you can do some local shows, but you can't do that all the time. So it, it it's a problem. We're kind of limited, so we have to work and then buy the plane tickets. You know, so like a thousand each or, or whatever. Then buy a, buy a van in the states, so that's another thousand uh, thousand something each. And then you know live, <laughs> and, like, just from from day to day. But um, 
you know, those tours were fun, but the longest one was we did uh, a month in 2002. We did a month and a half in Europe. Then we flew to the States. We did the whole Warp Tour, which was two months. And then we, then we recorded No Vacation from the World, which is pretty much <laughs> makes sense with that whole time in our lives. That's because that's how we felt. We were just like going and going and going. So uh, that ended up being like five months altogether. Holy moly, that's almost half a year, dude. Mm-hmm. That's fucking nuts. And even like the plane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, how long is the plane ride from the States to Israel? It depends uh, which kind of uh, plane you take. You can yeah. take a few flights and uh, it'll take 20 hours. But oh, I think uh, if flying to New York is like 10 hours, I would say. Like, if it's uh, LA, maybe it's like 12. Yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. So you're wrapping, uh, hopefully doing you wrapping up the new album this year, your solo? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'm going to wrap it up in the next few weeks because uh, I go off uh, to, to Japan with the Bomb Pops in uh, mid-March. You, you know the Bomb Pops, right? I do know Bomb the Bomb Pops, Pops yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm playing guitar with the Bomb Pops now. Um, oh, really? Uh, what happened? Uh, 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 well, I I became a, a girl. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, well, they didn't have a guitar. Pl- they reached a point where they didn't have a guitar player, and Jen asked me if I wanted to do a few shows. Yeah. And uh, I was like, sure, because I produced their album. I produced uh, Death in Venice Beach. So That's I a great knew, album. I knew the songs. Thank you. I knew the songs really well, and. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I agreed to play a few shows because I was in the States, and then, you know, they had a few more shows, and I was like, oh, this is fun. I, I don't have to be, like, the main guy for once. I could just kind of, like... Hide it in the background? Kick back, kick back, and yeah, we had some shows with Descendants, and that was fun, you know, just going on stage, and, like, Chris Sherry's in the crowd, and I'm, like, you know, it's the, it's, uh, spraying my legs out, and he's, he's, he's laughing, and... You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, just enjoying playing guitar. So, so yeah, so it's been fun. And then this uh, Japan thing uh, came along. So I was like, yeah, I'll do Japan as well. So we're kind of, we're kind of going along with it. That's totally cool. Yeah, I know. Uh, I didn't, I didn't realize you were playing in the Bomb Pops. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Like the track Zero Romance, it's, it's on my playlist. Yeah, it's a fucking great tune. Yeah, and yeah, you, yeah, I didn't know you produced yeah. that. That's fucking nuts, man. Um, mm-hmm. That's insane. Um, but uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I won't take up too much. Thank of your, you. You too. I won't take up too much of your time. Uh, Johan, we've been talking for 38 minutes and 18 seconds. Um, if you want to give me some of your work socials, like from uh, Instagram and even the Bomb Pops, like it's all on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and all that jazz. Yeah, uh, normally I go under my name, so Yotan Ben Horn. If uh, you can check that on Instagram, you can check it on Facebook. I tried TikTok for a while. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I may be too old for that. But maybe, how old do you know? Maybe I'll give it a shot. What is that? How old do you know? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be 45 next week. Oh, I'm gonna be 43 <laughs> at the end of uh, February. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of these things where I don't need to know what the makeup this age thing anymore. Yeah. So I'm, I just like accept it as it is. But oh, inside, I'm the same way. You know. Yeah, I know. And, and outside, I feel, uh, you know, much younger. If there's a thing to feel uh, much yeah, younger about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I feel like I'm 42 right now. I'm turning 43. Um, my honest opinion, and same with my fiance Jennifer. I think we're. 
No, we feel like we're 34. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with Sometimes that. I feel like I'm still I'm still 18. Maybe I'm not I'm not as stupid as I was when I was 18. Oh no, I'm I still dumb as like... bricks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I, I think yeah. No go. I think the, the amount of books I've read and the amount of times that my heart was broken or maybe that I broke a heart or two, so that kind of like you know shaped me into this uh, other version of my shy, naive. Uh, quiet 18 year I don't think I'm that quiet anymore I could be quiet but yeah I, it, it's, it's a different story but I like to think the good of what what that that kid was you know yeah man no it's totally cool and uh, I would love to have you on the podcast again because I feel like we, you and I could talk for hours about sure um, I'd love to. yeah we I think you and I have the same sort of mindset what you and I were talking about before. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, thanks for doing it. Stay on the line. Um, and thanks a lot again. Sure, you got it.